welcome to Widowcast Podcast, where you learn how to find the strength to get through your journey and the skills to coach other widows. This is not your average grief group. This is your journey group. It just may show you the way to make something amazing come out of the emotional pain and trauma of widowhood. I'm your host, Joanne Philomena. I'm the best-selling author of Widowed and Widow Coach, and I'm a professional certified life coach. Let the healing and your personal journey begin. Welcome to episode 128, coming to you from beautiful downtown Waco, Texas. <laughs> I have a, a kind of... Um, surprise for you all today. Good episode. One of my students that just recently certified as a widow coach, she's a certified widow coach, and she sent me a letter of testimonial and saying, you know, please share this with every widow considering your class and that she would be honored to visit with any widow wanting to hear her experience of this firsthand. So I so appreciate that. Sandy, I know you're out there listening. This is just the best. So anyone who is interested in the Widow Coaches class and Widow Coach certification, if you do want to talk to a student that's kind of been there, done that, reach out to me because I can put you in touch with Sandy. Um, unless, of course, a hundred of you reach out. She may not want to talk to a hundred different people on a hundred different phone calls. I don't know, but we'll see. Anyway, I'm going to start off today just sharing her letter with you because it really touched me. And I think it's important for everyone to hear this because it is so much more than learning to coach other widows. I mean, yeah, that's the whole thing. You're investing in your future. You're investing in being able to set up an entire business for yourself if you wish to. But there is so much more that happens in there. And here's what Sandy said. She said, Joanne, there are no adequate words to describe my amazement and gratitude for your coaching certification class. I'm in awe. I haven't spontaneously laughed out loud since Kelly died. I haven't felt joy since he died. I haven't even wanted to be here many times without Kelly. I constantly sought my purpose for still being here. Now I'm empowered to actually manage my rogue thoughts, replacing them with positive doable thoughts that resonate in my heart, mind, and soul. Now I'm excited about my life and why I'm still here. I laugh a refreshingly lot each day and I'm sensing delicious joy too, even surprising joy. And I've learned to allow the sometimes sad emotions to move through me, escaping the battle of me repressing them and them stretching out for days and weeks. I'm so thankful to get this model for my life and begin each day reading my devotionals and then a thought download to ready myself for whatever comes during the day. It's like my eyes have been opened and my vision cleared. Again, she says, please share this with every widow considering your class. Also, I would be honored to visit with any widow wanting to hear my experience firsthand. Let me know how to reach out to them. 
Blessings and love, Sandy. Oh my gosh, you know, I just got goosebumps reading her letter because that is kind of what it's all about. Being able to look forward to your life again, to be excited about life again. It doesn't mean you're leaving your grief behind. It doesn't mean you're forgetting how much you loved your husband. But it means that you start to love your life again. And you find joy in your day. You know, that's been my tagline for three years, more than three years. How long have I been podcasting this? I don't even remember. But I have often signed off telling you all, get out there and find some joy in your day. And it just fills my heart to know that she feels that way about the class. So, yeah, I wanted to share that with you. And I wanted to share so much more. She's talking about a model, right? And the model is a way of being able to coach yourself through some of your emotions, through maybe there's results you, you have in your life that are not the results that you want to be creating. Maybe you have actions that you don't want to be taking right? For some of us, that might be like overeating because we're trying to stuff down our emotions with food or maybe drinking too much wine when we go out. Any of those things all fit into that self-coaching model because the model absolutely teaches you how, what your thoughts are to begin with because so often we think our thoughts are all facts and they're not. They're just what we choose to think about the facts in our life. You can't make your past go away with positive thinking. You can't make the things in your life that you have no control over be different with positive thinking. That's just not going to happen. You know, for those of us who are widowed, our husbands passed away. Our husbands died. We can't change that with positive thinking, right? But the truth is, there are models running all the time in your life, okay? And there are models that you want to be aware of. Models aren't something you just create on paper, and it would be nice if you could believe. Models are not just about being able to think more positively. Models are really how the world works. It's a neutral observation of your own behavior, your own very human behavior. Your thoughts create your feelings. And then how you're feeling, it's going to drive your actions or your non-actions. And whatever your actions are that you're taking are going to create the results in your life. Like It's like it's manifesting your life all the time. And models are working whether we give them focus or not. They work even though you never knew about models before. That's what is creating the life around you. It's what's creating the emotions that you feel. And all the results you have right now are coming from a model you're living in, right? You're either choosing carefully what you want to think and feel about things, or you're just living by default, okay? Our brain can go into default mode. And that's when you feel kind of out of control and powerless. When you are in such emotional pain, maybe over losing your spouse or in how somebody else is reacting to that or 
you know, anything in your life that's causing you to feel miserable about something and you feel like you're just out of control, that you're powerless over that. And that's not true because we do have power over our own emotions, how we want to choose to feel. We do have power over our thoughts. You can't immediately like dissect a thought out of your head and say, I'm never going to think that thought again. Your brain creates neuropathways. They may be old, familiar neuropathways because your brain has been saying this to you over and over again, but you can learn to begin to recognize it and recognize it maybe as a thought that doesn't serve you very well. You know, I do that all the time now because I have for so many years been working on thought downloads and coaching myself and coaching other people. And now I can see when my brain is trying to tell me, oh no, stay safe. Don't even try that. And I'm like, oh, I see you there, brain. I see what you're doing. You're trying to protect me, but nope, we are going to take this on anyway. <laughs> right? You may even be somewhere in between, right? If you have been learning from me and you have been doing thought downloads and you've been working on models for yourself, but you are still maybe in an in-between place where you are not consciously aware of all the thought models your brain is feeding you. You're not consciously aware of where all your beliefs have been, but you are working on it somewhere. Models are always happening. You are always creating your beliefs about things. Create your thoughts and your thoughts create your emotions. I know that's like, what? What? My thoughts are creating my emotions? I promise you this is true. I know because just like you, I grew up thinking emotions were like jumping into my body from outside of me, thinking this person pissed me off and the government's making this difficult for me and you know, all of the blaming things all outside of me for how I feel. And then when I learned, oh no, your thoughts create your emotions. I was a little like, huh? But it's true. Somebody could say something to you that you interpret as mean. Okay. And if you think it's mean, if you think they're trying to hurt you in some way and you are thinking those thoughts, it will hurt your feelings. You are hurting your own feelings by interpreting it that way. Here's how I teach this in class when somebody says, no, but they said this to me. And I say to them, what if they said, I don't like your blue hair? Would that upset you? And you know, they always laugh and roll their eyes, <laughs> right? Because they don't have blue hair. And they're like, well, no, that wouldn't upset me. And I say, why? They say, because my hair is not blue. Like, yeah, you don't believe them. Like they can tell you all day long they don't like your blue hair and you're not going to believe it. It's not going to upset you. Yet when they say, I don't like how you did that, you believe them. On some level, you believe them that you did it wrong. And that is what's upsetting you. But if you don't believe you did it wrong, if you're not buying into what they're saying to you, you're not going to be upset. It's all about how you are thinking about it. Okay. Most of our models are unconscious. We're completely unaware of them, right? We get sneaky thought cycles that 
play in our brain and they keep us kind of away from what we want to create in our life. This is so true. So start trying to pay attention to what it is you tell yourself about things. I have taught before on here. Here's how you do a thought download. If you are feeling deeply sad, you can write at the top of a piece of paper, I feel sad because, and then start writing every thought that pops into your head as fast as you can for about a minute. Like just write a sentence on each line on that tablet. Don't judge it. Don't go, oh, well, this, this thought has nothing to do with feeling sad. doesn't matter. You're just writing every thought that comes into your head so that you have a chance to look back at that and see all the thoughts that your brain has been playing for you. Your thoughts are not necessarily who you are. It's just like programming that's in your brain. And when you look at those thoughts, I want you to really think about how you're thinking, how you're interpreting something and understand how each sentence makes you feel. Every sentence will have a emotion associated with it. If you just close your eyes and let one of those sentences go through your mind, you're going to start to feel it in your body. I do thought downloads on all kinds of things. I do thought downloads on all kinds of my beliefs because belief systems are just a big collection of thoughts that you have about something. You probably have a belief system about being widowed. Check that out right on a piece of paper. Being widowed means to be and start writing all your thoughts. You might be shocked at what you see yourself writing, what your brain has picked up, what your brain thinks that you should interpret that to be and how upsetting some of those thoughts can feel. And now here's the truth. You don't have to believe all those thoughts. Thoughts are optional. If you believe that widows are to be pitied and you write that and you're like, oh my gosh, do I really think that, that I'm like pitiful? Then you can be aware of that. And every time your brain tells you that you're just pitiful, you could be like, no, I don't want others pity. Brain, I see you there. You're trying to just keep me curled up in a blanket and safe, but I can't live my life that way. You want to become more and more conscious about your thinking. You know, this is what uh, meditation gurus teach, you know, the I talk about the monks sitting on a mountaintop in their golden robes and meditating to get their ego out of the way. And they want to um, become the observer of their thoughts. While you're meditating, you're supposed to just not like not be thinking anything, but you just want to observe your thoughts passing by. Except here's what I have to offer you. You don't have to meditate to observe your thoughts. You can do a thought download. You can pay attention to your thoughts. It's our God-given gift to be able to think about our own thoughts, right? We're the only animal on the planet capable of thinking about our own thoughts. That's an amazing gift. It's called free will. You get to choose what you want to believe. Most of your beliefs you were probably just raised with. You set these beliefs when you were a little kid and you never looked back on them. 
you just live your life with that set of beliefs. When you start to write out what all your beliefs are about things, it's pretty startling what you can uncover. And free will means you get to believe whatever you want to believe. You get to choose. To me, that's like a big, amazing thing. When I think about the fact that I get to believe what I want to believe, that I get to choose my beliefs. When I talk about beliefs, I'm talking about things. And I go back to this because I did a ton of work, you guys, on money beliefs. Um, when I was first becoming an entrepreneur, you know, I didn't become an entrepreneur until after the age of 60. I'd always worked jobs for other people, had a set paycheck. And all of a sudden I was trying to create this movement, this movement in the world for widows and doing something entrepreneurial. And it really challenged every belief I ever had about money and making money. And so I started doing all that work on my money belief system. And a lot of my money belief system sounded something like this. You have to get a good job. Study hard so you can get a good job. And then you're going to work really hard. Impress your boss. Make sure your boss is happy. And if you work really hard at your job, maybe you'll get a promotion or a raise. And that is how you be successful in life. That You know, my folks were pretty blue collar. So that's where all my money beliefs came from. And I just sat there one day and thought, no wonder I'm so scared to create something new in the world. Because I grew up thinking you have to have a job to be successful. You have to have an employer pay you. And it was this whole new world that I was creating something myself to support myself. It's pretty amazing. I uncovered money beliefs that were embarrassing, embarrassing to talk about. You know, I had heard the term, I can't tell you how often I heard this term growing up, and the term is rich bitch. And I thought, rich bitch, oh my gosh, how long have I been carrying that in my head? And what does that mean? It means if I start making good money, I think I'm going to turn into a bitch. Or that other people will think I'm a bitch. Boy, would that hold you back from actually being able to make money for yourself, right? Because who who wants to be thought of as a bitch? And I thought, oh my gosh, not everybody in this world who's successful are the big B word. Yet I had that phrase in my head almost my entire life. Unbelievable. And I know so many people who are wealthy and have the biggest hearts on the planet. I know some people who are doing wonderful things in the world and yeah, they're rich and it just doesn't match up. I can look back at that old belief, that old thing that was sitting there in my brain and going, how wrong was that? How wrong was that? Just the thought you have to work really hard to make money. Look around you in this world. How many people can you see that you think, you know, I don't think they really worked that hard. And look at all the money they made. There are quite a few. I don't want to name names, but you could kind of look at some celebrities out there and go, really, have they really worked that hard to make all those millions? Right? So, yeah, you have to work hard to make money not necessarily true. It's all these thoughts that I was carrying around that created the belief system. And that belief system would make me feel a certain way about money. 
Right. A lot of those beliefs made me feel like I was never going to have enough money, that I could not be somebody who made a lot of money. And that made me feel scared about finances. It made me feel scared about paying bills. It made me feel scared that, oh, I don't have enough money. Am I going to have enough money to be okay? And so my actions would be kind of grabby, or I would want to put my head in the sand and not even look at my finances. Had a little bit of that right after Jim died, where it's like, I just, it would make me sick to my stomach to even try to think about money, you know? And the truth is, that was all in my thinking about money, all in the stories I was telling myself about it. And I was able to turn around those thoughts to be able to actually, actually enjoy thinking about my money, planning my money, planning budgets. You know, it's like, it's, wait a minute, it used to be such an emotional thing. And now all of a sudden it's like, well, money's just math. You know, it's just math. This says how much money I'm going to be paying out in bills. This is how much money is coming in. Do we, are we covered? Do we need to bring in more money to cover those bills? It's just math crazy, right? And that's just talking about money beliefs. You have belief models all over the place. Little belief systems, belief systems about who you are, belief systems about money, belief systems about being widowed, belief systems about how widows should act. You have belief systems about how your kids should act. It's kind of unfair to your kids. That's called a manual and we can get into that. That's <laughs> part of what I teach. Um, but yeah, I just want you to know that you have the power to manifest any kind of life you want. And if right now your life is kind of depressed and feeling like I'll never be happy again, I'm just counting off the days until I die and join my husband in heaven again. I hear this from widows all the time. It makes my heart sad for them because they have years left and that's not the way to spend the years you have left on this planet, right? It's not the way to spend those years. So start paying attention to your thoughts. Know that you can start making some conscious choices about what you want to believe. And when you believe differently, you're going to start to feel differently. And when you feel differently, you'll start taking different actions that are going to manifest some amazing stuff in your life. So let's get out there and take a look at where you are directing your energy and your attention in your life. What are you manifesting in your life? You can take an assessment right now of exactly where you are in your life. What have you manifested to this point? And how would you want it to be different? Because you can make it different. If you want to learn more about that, there's a couple ways. There's several ways you can. First is Widow Coaches class where I do life coach training with widows. The way that I have used life coaching tools to work with coaching widows. The Widow Coaches class, the next 12-week class is starting Friday, July 19th directly like days away here from when I'm recording this podcast. If you're interested in making that leap right now 
email me at joanne, J-O-A-N-N, at joannethelifecoach.com. Drop me an email. We'll set up a time that we can both jump on the phone so I can share more about the class, learn a little bit more about you, and see if this is a good fit to get you in that class. If you are curious about coaching, if you are in my Facebook group, Widows Empowering Widows, if you're not, get yourself in there, search Widows Empowering Widows and click join and I will add you. (laughs) I have quite a few of my certified widow coaches are in that group. Widows that have come through my course, they've certified, they are happy to jump on a consult call with anybody for free, a consult call to talk to you about, you know, what it is that you're concerned with. And you can find out what it would be like to work with a widow coach to help you work through some issues. These ladies are terrific. And so you can find them and connect with them in Widows Empowering Widows on Facebook or email me and say, I would like to talk to a coach, tell me a little about yourself because then I'll know which coach I should direct you to. If I know about how old you are, if you have kids at home or not, how your husband died, that kind of information is going to help me match you to a coach who's going to be the very best one for you to talk to. Another way you can learn more about self-coaching is in the Widow Coaching Center, widowcoachingcenter.com. It's a subscription membership. I have uh, videos recorded that drop in each month, stepping you through a path of being able to work through some of the emotional trials of this journey so that you can start picking up the pieces and going into a new future for yourself. The widowcoachingcenter.com, widowcoachingcenter.com. Right now, that membership is closed. If you go there and click, though, you can get on the wait list so that you will be one of the first ones to know when the doors open on the membership again. So do that. Get on the wait list if you're interested. In a couple of months, I will be opening the doors on that membership again, and you'll have a chance to get in there and join I open and close the doors on that so that I have time to really focus on my members that are in there right now. We do a monthly coaching call. I can answer any questions you have. I will coach you. It's all included as part of the membership. It's pretty fantastic. So there are a couple ways you can learn more about this. Right now, if you do nothing else, start doing thought downloads and take a look at what your brain has been telling you and began to understand that you get to choose what you want to think. All right, you guys get out there, have a fantastic week, find some joy in your day every day. We'll talk to you again next week. 